I think overall, like the theme here is like access and democratization. Like BetterHelp is making it easier for you to access therapists where in the past you might need a referral or you might need to pay some hefty fee or you don't even know who is a good therapist. Like they kind of solve that in a lot of ways for you by doing this like marketplace, pair matching, asking you what you need and finding the right therapist. Like it's kind of in this digital age that you're able to pretty much connect with anybody that's on the platform, which is really exciting. Hey guys, welcome to Product Explained, a show where we talk about products and the company's history and strategy behind them. I'm your first host, Jeff Lee. And I'm your co-host, Mike Alcazarin. Jeff, what's the absolute best form of therapy? You know, to me, it's definitely got to be food therapy. Anytime I can get just like an awesome burger and a shake, I feel a lot better afterwards. Um, Ooh, that's like a whole like slippery slope of like, what's the best burger? But I don't know if our audience is ready for that <laughs> debate yet. It's, it's going to be another marketplace for us later. Um, today's show, we're talking about BetterHelp, an online portal that provides direct-to-consumer access to mental health services. Yeah, and mental health is super important, and I feel like not enough people talk about it, at least in the past. I, I definitely think it's changed, especially with you know <laughs> COVID-19 pandemic, and mm -hmm. people just realize that it's okay to not be okay. And it's really cool that there's companies like BetterHelp that have been around for a while to help you address, you know, mental health. So what BetterHelp is, is an online portal for mental health services. They provide online counseling and therapy services through internet, phone, and text. I have not used BetterHelp. I have used one of their competitors, which we'll get to, called um, Talkspace that's offered through my work. But I'll walk through like the initial <laughs> customer experience that I did with with, with BetterHelp. So, you know, you, you log in, you make an account on BetterHelp, and then you fill out a form with some medical details. And this is this is really interesting because they have a nice, like probably 25, 30 day, sorry, 25 or 30 questionnaire mm -hmm. survey that you can go through. So it goes like, hey, you know, what's your gender? How do you identify? How, would you say that you have little interest or pleasure in doing things over several days, a few days? And it starts to just really drill into, you know, are you having like an appetite problem with not eating enough or overeating? How are you feeling bad about yourself? Do you consider yourself religious? There's all these like really interesting questions to kind of tease out. And it'd be fascinating to see all of this on the back end of like how this is spitting out across mm -hmm. all of their users. But once you fill out all of those details, they actually work with you to automatically match you to a licensed therapist. Um, oh, cool. So you get to see the therapist's profile. So you can see like a quick, you know, hey, like this is, you know, the four sentences on who this person is, like they're a licensed social worker or they are X, Y, and Z, a quick summary. You, you can also see some of their specialties too. So like, do they focus on anxiety or relationship issues or family conflicts? Mm -hmm. And then they'll also go for like, clinical approaches that they take, you know, do they do CBT or cognitive behavioral therapy, or maybe it's emotional focus, sorry, emotionally focused therapy. And so it, it's really nice. Like, so if you're, if you've been in therapy for a while, like you might be familiar with these terms. I know myself, like I've been seeing a therapist since 2013, 14, and I've seen different therapists. And so I've definitely had these different clinical approaches, which is super interesting. So it's, it's nice that they're super transparent and listed out. So other things that you can see on BetterHelp, you can see the services that are offered. So some offer all the whole the whole gamut. So messaging, live chat, phone, and video. 
You can also see licensing numbers. So it actually gives you like the license number of this therapist that you'll be working with and when it expires and what state it's in. And then lastly, which I, I really like is the reviews. So you can actually see like two initials, you know, on April 14th said, I've used this person for a year to do X, Y, and Z things. And he truly is a really great therapist. And so it's nice to see these, like these things, there's no star rating or anything there. So mm-hmm. that is, you know, kind of puts and takes there. I, I imagine there's a whole like, <laughs> you know, rabbit hole that we can go there if, it, if you should be rating your therapist or not. But it's interesting to be able to read these like, you know, firsthand experiences from folks. But to talk a little bit about the business model is at its core, BetterHelp is just a two-sided marketplace platform. I know we see these a ton and it's just, you know, that's a huge benefit of technology. It was able to just scale is just having, you know, connecting people that need services with the service providers. And so the service providers in this are the therapists. And so publicly on BetterHelp's website, they have 24,600 therapists that help over 2.78 million people who have connected with these therapists. So I can't do the quick math there, but what is that? Roughly a thousand people per therapist? I think like a hundred. Does that sound right? right? A hundred people. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, sorry. I, I just failed my case consulting interview. So, <laughs> um, but pricing wise, so I um, I haven't used BetterHelp specifically, like I mentioned, but I looked at their website. So it's eighty dollars a week for me out of pocket, and then I noticed that I when I came back to look at this episode, it actually gave me some discounted pricing where it said that mm. quote unquote financial aid was approved, which is interesting because I, I never asked for it. So it's definitely just their way of discounting, but it was an interesting framing how it said financial aid was approved and it's a 40% discount. So, you know, net net, you're if you're gonna see your therapist once a week, you're looking at about $80 per week um, for the service, which I think is reasonable. I know we'll get to the pricing later. So mm-hmm. yeah, I know this is, you know, BetterHelp's been very successful. They've claimed in their latest public filing that they have $700 million in revenue from 2021. So I think shows two things, just massive market here for for BetterHelp. And also just, it's been a tough year for all of us with lots of people in therapy. So yeah. Yeah. I just want to touch on like a couple of things. One, I think there's a shift of just people in general opening up to using mental health services. I started using a therapist this year as well um, on another competitor, but, um, and, and it's also work provided. So I think that you're also seeing companies start to offer some of these benefits to people and People were thinking, well, why not? Um, and, you know, there's a lot of benefits in general to having improved mental health, not for just personal stuff, but from a work perspective, uh, you know, a lot of these companies think that you're going to be more productive as a person. And you're seeing that more and more companies care more about you and they, they think they can get more output out of you by uh, different means, like making sure that you're in the right mental space. Like even you've even seen studies around like four day work weeks um, and like it seems contrarian, but having a shorter work week, but more productive people results in people like maybe outputting the same or more output, but then happier employees. So it's stuff like that that's really interesting to me. And I, I honestly think we're just kind of scraping the surface when it comes to mental health. Totally. I mean, there, there hasn't been enough people. It used to be like just so stigmatized that only if there was a really severe issue with you, you'd go and see like a mental health specialist. And now like a lot of people are openly talking about like, oh, I was talking to my therapist this week and we work through this, that, and the other. And so I think all that is really good. And it's definitely been a boon to like the mental health industry as a whole. For sure. And I'm so happy to see that the, you know, the stigma against mental health is, you know, breaking down. It's super interesting too, because I actually just, you know, 15 years later, watched The Sopranos. And 
I just, I don't know. Have you watched it, Jeff, The Sopranos Mm-mm. before? I haven't watched The Sopranos. It's an awesome show. I definitely recommend it. It's it definitely held up. But Tony Soprano like is essentially the main character and he's a mafia boss, but he is in therapy. So he's actually seeing a therapist mm-hmm. throughout this whole thing. So it's kind of like this like interesting dichotomy where like he'll be in like a therapy session and mm-hmm. just like talking about all the shit that's bothering him and then you know he'll go like literally like murder someone <laughs> so it's like this like cre- like it's a super yeah, interesting yeah. thing but i wonder if that you know because that was like i think you know 99 97 so you know i guess gosh like almost 20 years ago but anyways more taboo i feel like that right yeah yeah exactly and and so it's nice to just see it like more in the, like, the media and it's just like like the, like you said there's less of a stigma and it's like super important for people to just go get the help because, you know, everyone has stuff that's affected them and, you know, like be it like your, your upbringing or like something that happened and it doesn't even have to be like a major event. It could just be something that you need to work through. So I, I love that this is you know, becoming a thing and supportive. I, for me, like personally, it's just been like night and day, like seeing a therapist and like, I have like no shame now of like saying, Hey, yeah, like I've seen a therapist for years. If you're not seeing one, like you, you should probably see one, <laughs> you know, just yeah. talk, talk it out. And somebody broke it down to me really interestingly. They had told me there's like two sides to the coin for mental health. On the one end, there's things like therapy, which is like helping you kind of navigate and understand things that like impact you as a person. And then the other hand is um, coaching. So what are tactical things you can Mm do that might improve whether it's like work productivity or uh, stress or happiness or whatever that is. It's like actual things that you can do instead of just like thinking about the why it's like exercises and stuff like that. I found that that's actually like a really interesting critical piece of it is like trying to know what can I do differently to get myself to a better spot. For example, like work productivity is something I've been kind of thinking about, you know, it's natural with people's career that you'll have like ebbs and flows of like busy time and stress. And so I was kind of asking my um, coach like, Hey, what are things that I can do to kind of feel more productive but in some ways, like spend less time working because I, I felt like I was putting a yeah. lot of hours in, but not like wasn't feeling very productive and felt like it was just I was kind of digging a hole in the sand um, that was like endless. Right. And so, uh, <laughs> right. and yeah, the coach was like, Hey, you know, it's not a good feeling, man. Yeah. It's not a good feeling. And the coach is like, Hey, here are some things to help you prioritize. Here are some things for you to, to think about. Um, you should really frame it as like, what, what would success look like on a day-to-day basis, like spend some time planning. Like she gave me some really tactical things to try. And I thought that that was really, really helpful. And, you know, at first, like you're kind of skeptical, like, I don't know if this is really going to help. But once you kind of put some of these things to practice, yeah, like a good bit of it was really helpful. There's still some things where I'm like, I'm not sure if this is going to help me for the long term, or I can see myself like forgetting to do this practice. Um, But for now, I think it's definitely moving in the right direction. Yeah, I mean, People go to the gym all the time for like physical health. And like, that's been like, I feel like even that, like, you know, 40 years ago was, was way different. Like people didn't, you know, go to the gym or like run. It was like you, if you were, that was like the, like the fringe of society almost, you know, like people yeah. that were working out all the time. And now it's like your, your brain is such a huge part of your body, if not the most important part of your body. So you got to keep your brain healthy too. So like, I, you know, I think going to see therapy as a way to, just keep your mental health like (laughs) consistently strong as well. And like you said too, with like feeling stuck or the productivity and coaching, it's like even those like little things, like, you know, make huge differences for like how you feel. And, and that's so like important for your overall like happiness and well-being. and and people around you can, can tell as well. Yeah, for sure. I I think people can definitely tell. Yeah. I think overall, like the theme here is like access and democratization, like better help is making it easier for you to access therapists where, 
in the past, you might need a referral or you might need to pay some hefty fee or you don't even know who is a good therapist. Like they kind of solve that for in a lot of ways for you by doing this like marketplace pair matching, asking you what you need and finding the right therapist. Like it's kind of in this digital age that you're able to pretty much connect with anybody that's on the platform, which is really exciting. And like you mentioned earlier, like I'm sure COVID really exacerbated this problem. One, like feeling like, oh, like this sort of existential dread, like, oh, like I'm stuck in a house. Maybe I'm not getting some social interaction that I want. Um, I don't know when this is going to end. And then getting a lot of like stress there. And then like also not being able to go and physically spend the time to vet therapists, right? Like even if you wanted to go, like there was a time period where they weren't letting people do some of these things in person because there wasn't like a, a vaccine or some sort of like precautionary method. And so telehealth was like a really awesome solution. And I, I think that even outside of mental health, like you're seeing telehealth get this sort of boon as well. Like I know totally. I have some doctor friends that are like doing more telehealth stuff on the side and it's been really helpful for them. But on the other end, like people that like patients are maybe they don't have health insurance or they do and they just want to like seek outside counsel. Like it's easy for them to just hop on a platform and get matched with somebody. For sure. Cool. Let's chat really quickly about the history of the product. There wasn't too much here. So I'll just kind of fly through this a bit. In 2013, the founder, Alan Matas, Matas was like having trouble finding and scheduling professional mental health services for himself and his schedule. Like a lot of times, like even now I have Kaiser and sometimes like Kaiser pair matches you with one doctor in a specialty and, you know, you have to kind of work around that doctor's schedule. And to your point, like if you have a really large ratio of like, let's say 100 to one, it's hard to find schedule on that doctor's time, right? You have to kind of book out in advance. And, you know, sometimes you don't want to wait like two weeks to talk to somebody. Um, so, it's so bad right now, man. Like yeah. I just had to get a new like primary care doctor because like I moved to Rochester two years ago. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's like booking out like four months in advance and they already like moved out my appointment because the doctor had a conflict. So yeah. So like it's, access it's painful. availability is like really, really tough to figure out, especially when you're just like in need of something. So Matas had partnered with his co-founder, Danny Bragonier. Uh, and they developed the first iteration of BetterHelp, which was basically like a web-based portal, counseling portal in the therapist directory. So just kind of a way and a place for you to like ask questions, find therapists in your network, etc. A couple of short years after, in 2015, they were actually acquired by Teladoc, which is this larger company with like a like a portfolio of other companies underneath for three and a half million in cash and a $1 million promissory note. Um, and they had this agreement to like pay back the sellers like 15% of uh, total revenue for the next three years. I thought that was really interesting. It was a very fast acquisition, but it wasn't for very much in my eyes. Like, and now what's funny is like we talked about this earlier, Better Health is now like just ballooned to like this very large revenue stream. So maybe like 2015 at the time, I would say still mental health access and services were like on the earlier side of things but in the past couple of years they've really kind of taken off so yeah the, the note that i have here is like in 2018 they had approximately 60 million dollars in revenue and the statistic that you shared earlier which was 700 million dollars <laughs> in revenue which is 10x uh, these uh, poor co-founders man yeah like, it's, it's pretty crazy that's painful to know that 15 percent of you know i mean they it sounds like they got 15 percent of 60 million um so nine million dollars but Knowing that yeah. it's now seven hundred million is 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 got to be painful for the guys, right? Right. So one one small like news related thing, I guess in twenty eighteen they had some bad press with some well known figures. I say well known, but these are YouTube stars for 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 some reason. <laughs> um, but PewDiePie, who's really well known, and then Boogie two nine eight eight, like they were kind of like 
speaking out about some unfair pricing practices and bad experiences within the BetterHelp app. And they had to kind of go and address that. Um, Obviously, it's like a pretty serious thing. You know, if your whole mission is to like help democratize and reduce the barrier of entry for access, like you don't want to make make it unaffordable for people like it's like gonna cause some pretty bad backlash uh, to the brand. But yeah, that's all I had on the history. There wasn't too much more on uh, what's gone on um, behind the scenes in the in the lifetime of BetterHelp. Yeah, it's super interesting that they started off with just like a simple portal and therapist directory. Mm-hmm. Like that in and of itself is so helpful. Like when I was looking for a therapist in like 2014, when I first started seeing a therapist, I literally had like a list of doctors and it wasn't even doctors it was like people with phds and some people with just masters mm-hmm. and i didn't know the difference and it was super confusing and i literally just had to call a bunch of people that were kind of near me that were either male or female and i just do i was just you know guessing by names and i had to leave a voicemail and say hey this is who i am this is why i want to see you this is like what happened and please call me back and like, you know, just wait for like this, like, you know, person to call me back, the the therapist to call me back. And so I remember like, I sent out like, you know, 10 to 15 voicemails and I got like three calls back and, you know, the, out of the three calls, like the, you know, this one guy, the one doctor, like he, um, he called me back and seemed like reasonable and he was actually the closest to my office. <laughs> so I was able to actually see him at lunch. Mm-hmm. So that's how I was able to pro- like prioritize like, you know, finding a therapist. So I do really appreciate that BetterHelp is, you know, compiling all this information and then giving explicit details for like what the therapist is good at and what their specialties are and what they like, because it is a bit of like dating. You have to make sure like you find like the right therapist that that fits for you is, is willing to hear your, hear you out. So I can talk about who BetterHelp is for. You know, BetterHelp is for really, like you said, Jeff, like the democratizing mental health, which I I love. So just looking at the U.S. market right now. So the average cost of psychotherapy in the U.S. ranges from $100 to $200 per session. So it's fairly costly. And so Mm -hmm. some insurances support it, some some don't. Um, I think that it should be supported as as part of all health insurance. And Mm -hmm. that's a whole different rabbit hole that we have to go to with, with U.S. health insurance. Um, but if you look at 2020, we have here that, you know, just about 20% of U.S. adults had received some form of mental health treatment in the past 12 months. To me, that's like much larger than I would have thought. And it, it's very good to see, I think, that that many people are getting help. I'm sure there's, you know, I'd love to see that get to 80%, to be frank. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it says here 16.5% who had taken prescription medication for mental health, as well as 10 and 10.1% who received counseling or therapy from a mental health professional. So definitely a, a pretty big market segment. You know, that's 30 million people in the U.S. Or that have talked to a mental health professional, which means that BetterHelp is servicing, you know, whatever two and a half, two over two over 30 is. So quick math, one fifteenth. I don't know what that math is, Jeff. But anyways, <laughs> the percentage of adults who are receiving any mental health treatment in the past 12 months decreases with age, which isn't surprising. So it's, you know, between 18 and 44 year olds, it's about 20% of folks. And then it goes down to 18% for those 65 um, and over. So just some quick anecdotes here from like the competitor that I was using, because I know we're about to go to competitors. So I was using Talkspace because it's available for free through through my work insurance. And it's I didn't like the matching. So the way that you get matched with a therapist, it's very similar like customer experience where like you fill out a form, like like rate, like how you're feeling from one to seven. 
and then you get one free 10 minute session with a therapist mm-hmm. and then after that you get your you get four credits for four 30 minute sessions which is totally fine and that's like you know that's great if you need to need to like work something out but um I did not I I only did this one 10 minute session and I did not like it at all. It was mm-hmm. so mechanical. It was like just, you know, answer these questions like boom 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 boom. Like you don't connect with that person and, and yeah. for me is like I'm like I need to feel connected to someone that I'm going to open up with and then right. the person that I was chatting with was just like so like prescriptive like like you should do this or you haven't done this. And I'm like dude like I, you I, you just asked me like 30 questions and I didn't get to give you any context behind right, right. the answers that I gave you. So that is like one thing that I, I would struggle with. Like for me, it's like I I feel like I <laughs> I want to find someone in person, especially after after having this like one ten minute experience. But uh, the app that I was using, Talkspace, they allow you another like another free ten minute session to make sure you find the right therapist, which I which I appreciate. So like I'll I'll update this review if if it does get better. But um, yeah, I I, I think that it's just like this, you know, it's super helpful to have that benefit mm-hmm. of being virtual and convenient, and like you can you know, it's so much more accessible, but I think that where it's going to struggle is uh, finding that right connection with, with someone and to make sure that it works from a, from a long-term perspective. So that I think we'll just see with time to see how it is. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe it's just a hybrid model is of, you know, you meet this person in person and then you eventually switch to digital because it just, you know, works better for your schedule and it's easier for you to get, mm-hmm. you don't need to travel 60 minutes and you already have that connection. So um, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, I actually think about this situation, like this opposite situation where maybe you had a therapist that you really liked and you decided to move across the country. And like in previous times, like you would just have to find a new therapist. And that could be a really stressful thing to do, especially if you like somebody and they're really helpful for you. But if they offer their services on telehealth, then you could just continue working with that person. So it's funny that you mentioned that. so not to interrupt, but like mm-hmm. my, I, I had a really awesome therapist in Seattle, this guy, Zach and shout out to Zach. If you're listening, really awesome dude. Um, I know he had like a two year like rule for like, after we like finish, you can't like contact him on social media. And I just hit the two year mark. So I gave him a shout out. So maybe he is listening. Um, but <laughs> either way, like, I had moved across country um, from Seattle to New York and he couldn't see me anymore because of licensing issues. So like our last meeting in Seattle, he was like, Hey, like, it was kind of, it kind of felt like a breakup. I was like really yeah. sad. I'm like, he's like, Hey man, like I, I, I can't see you anymore. And cause my license, I, like I talked to the company and like my license is only good for Washington state. So I'm glad he was transparent and ethical yeah, yeah. with that, but it was just super sad to like have to leave him and try to find someone else. And I, I haven't seen anyone else since that. And so like, I've definitely felt like a need to, to vent and get, get mm, things out there. Yeah. So. Yeah. Th- I mean, it is tough, right? Cause you, you know, you make a connection, you figure out what works and, and like these, um, like therapist and, and client, like relationships are so subjective and interpersonal. Like to your point, you need to find someone that works for you. There's not going to be like one person that's going to be a great therapist for everybody. And I'll talk a little bit about my experience. So in terms of competitors, you already mentioned Talkspace. Um, there's other folks like psychologytoday.com and Doctor on Demand, which is a more general telehealth thing. We also have a, a mental health benefit through work. We use a company called Ginger Health and same deal. Like we get matched with a coach and a therapist i think coaching sessions are free like like we can do as many coaching sessions as we like and then the therapist sessions are i think we get like 12 a year or something which is like pretty healthy yeah that's awesome yeah so far so good i guess like what's interesting is i guess between the coach and the therapist they like pair up and make like a like a team of professionals that work on you and then if you don't like 
any of them. Uh, I think you can quote unquote fire them. So like you can just ask for another therapist or another coach and then they'll just find you someone else. I don't think they limit it. Like it sounds like Talkspace had kind of only given you like two freebies or something. But to my knowledge, like I don't think that Ginger Health limits the amount of people that you can swap around. Like if you don't like them, they just let you find somebody else. But I don't remember. I think I just like work with an intake person and they just said, oh, here's like a handful of therapists that have time and availability for you. Like I wasn't able to like choose any particular person. I just kind of got like pair match with a person. And you just kind of hope that it works. And, and I don't know if that's better or worse. Like on the one hand, you might be choosing a therapist without really knowing if they're going to be good or not until you talk to them. So in this case, they're kind of forcing sure. you to like at least have one conversation with that person and then decide like afterwards if you feel like it's worth it or not. But I mean, the bad thing with that is obviously you might have wasted a session. It's hard to book sessions with therapists. Like it's still hard totally. now. Like I think we meet once every two weeks or something like that. And I can imagine that if you needed more sessions in a more in a shorter time frame, like that's really difficult, especially like on a platform like BetterHelp when it's like 100 to one. So there's like a lot of people vying for the same person's time. And it's totally. probably really, really hard to get sessions booked. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's super interesting too, because it's like, you know, I'm sure like there's like, the I'm just thinking of like the matching algorithm. I'm sure it's like mm-hmm. you can get like the bulk is going to be like a good experience, but I think the to take it to the next level is like how could you get like perfect matching? You know what I mean? For like yeah. how do you get like that exact person to you know be the the perfect match for you? And I don't know the the right answer to that because even like finding someone in person, it's like yeah, you might have this good rapport, but there might be something better, <laughs> someone better out there for you. So yeah, for sure. Cool. Let's jump into thoughts here. I can start. So obviously, I haven't personally used BetterHelp, but I overall like just love the idea of another platform to allow people to get access to mental health. I think it's like Mike and I just kind of harped on over and over. It's super important. I think unfortunately the main barrier is usually like cost and accessibility, right? And so do I think that BetterHelp has addressed accessibility? Absolutely, yes. Do I think that they've addressed cost? Maybe a little bit. It sounds like Mike, you were saying that it's roughly $80 a session. Maybe you'll qualify for some financial aid. And if you're lucky, your company or your insurance will cover some of it as well. But it's still pretty expensive. You know, $80 a session, yep. unfortunately, is, you know, really only affordable for a select group of people that maybe are on the wealthier side. And one thing that I don't think we touched on earlier, but a statistic that I pulled up was the most common reason for not being able to receive mental health, or at least the reasons why US adults were saying that they weren't, is because of costs. So, I mean, that's a tough one. Like, BetterHelp is obviously trying to run a business and, and make money off this as well. But at the same time, like, there could be more creative ways to get the cost to come down, like group therapy sessions, for example. I don't know if that's something they offer. There's probably other ways to kind of figure this out. But yeah, I think that's just like what's top of mind for me in terms of like what I would rate better help on. But overall, like I I appreciate that they're offering the service and more and more people are considering it, especially um, when people kind of open up and destigmatize mental health. So overall, I think I'm going to give better help like a flat, I'll say like 4.0. It's on the cusp of like I would consider using it, but I already have like a, personally, I have a benefit that is paid for from my company, so I'm not using BetterHelp. I think if I didn't have a mental health benefit already, I would just like consider using BetterHelp. It's one of the main uh, folks in the space that I've heard about. So 4.0 for me. 100%. I would echo your exact review where it's like it indexes really high on the we captured the ease of connecting people. But I think mm-hmm. it's still like the cost aspect as well as just the connection aspect still isn't there. Yeah. But I think that I think that'll come over time. So I'm also going to give this a four um, flat for <laughs> better help. But I think it's like, like I said, so, so important for folks to just get any, um, 
you know, anyone that's working on making mental health more accessible, is, is, I think it's a win in my book. So like, I love what yeah. the team is doing at, at BetterHelp. So those are our thoughts on BetterHelp. And, you know, we'd love to hear from from your audience. So definitely please continue to reach out to us. Um, you can find us on, you know, Good Pods, on Instagram, on Twitter. Um, all of our accounts are Products Podcast. That's P-R-O-D-E-X Podcast. Yeah, and if you like the show, be sure to like us and subscribe on your favorite podcast platforms. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Good Pods, and wherever you get podcasts, probably. And let us know what products we should review next. See you next episode.